0: Good morning, Destiny. How y'all doing this morning? All is well this morning. Stand to your feet. We're going to take a little time to war- worship, go into a, a time of prayer this morning before we get into worship. And I want to share a verse real quick. And um, so I want your focus to be on Jesus. All right, so whatever you bring in today, change your focus right now, shift it to Jesus. We'll start the focus this morning. As I read the Word of God Then we're going to go into a time of prayer. Right, the scripture this morning god gave to me and um, i was looking for one this morning but brother jeff gave me one and so i know that was god's word for this morning so psalms 34 and 17. the word reads as the righteous cry out and the lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles so as we pray this morning let's cry out to our lord jesus and surrender this time to him let's go into a time a prayer this morning. Close your eyes, lift your hands. Let's focus on Jesus. Focus this morning. Holy, holy God, we focus in on you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We turn our attention to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Focus this morning. Focus, focus, Lord. Focus, focus, believers. Focus this morning on Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We focus this morning. Hallelujah. If you have your heavenly language, pray in your language this morning. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you this morning, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let your power come in, Jesus. As I was reading the word this morning, hallelujah, you transformed Saul into Paul this morning. Transform us, Father, the way you need to transform us, Holy Ghost. Right now, we just... Lift up your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. The name above all names. There's no name greater than Jesus. Focus, focus, family. Focus on Jesus. Focus, focus, focus. Jesus, we focus on you this morning. Sunday, Lord, we worship you this morning. Have your way in this service, Father God. Have your way, Jesus. Right now, speak to us, Lord Jesus. Open our eyes this morning. Take the the scales off our eyes to be able to see, Father. See you clearly, Jesus, what you need us to do in this life. And we just worship you this morning. We thank you. You're so glorious. We honor you, God. We honor you, Jesus. You are our God. We worship you this morning. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Come on, saints, let's worship our God. Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you this morning, Lord God. We worship you, Lord. Have your way in this service, Father. And and we just pray for your blessings and your hands of protection to be over us this morning, Father. Let us open up. Let us surrender this morning. Let our will be out of the way. Let your will be done. Your kingdom come, Father, this morning. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. And we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you permission, Father, to do what you want to do in this service, Father. Right now, Lord, have your way in this service. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen.
1: jumped into it so this isn't some weird like oh super spiritual no this is the word of god we're going to prophesy the word of god that everything that flows from the heart of our father god everything that is a part of the kingdom of god is here because his church has gathered to lift his name so when we say we can hear the sound of the river coming down. I want you to think of every good thing from Father God flowing in this place today. Everything you need in a dry and thirsty land is found at the water of Jesus Christ. The living water that he said if you would just come and drink from me, you will never thirst again. Amen? That's why we're saying this. We're going to prophetically declare it in faith. And expect, He is here. Everything you have need of will be found here in God. So let's sing it again now. What flows from the Father is here. I can hear the sound of the river coming down. I can hear the sound of the river coming down. I can hear the sound of the river coming down.
2: I can hear the sound of the
1: he can hear the sound in the spirit we're to worship God in spirit and in truth what would happen if we just got our flesh out of the way what would happen if we just put all our excuses and our problems and our pain just set them aside at the feet of Jesus and just worshiped in spirit and in truth which is his word it is who he is it is who we are What would happen if a people got together like that? I'll tell you. Miracles, signs, and wonders. I'll tell you. He said a people without mixture, he would pour out his spirit without measure. Hallelujah. He said his glory will cover the earth like the water covers the sea. Just think of the water right now. That's the kind of glory he wants to just pour over us. Just think about water. He wants to pour over us his glory. The word says that it is his pleasure to give the kingdom, to give us all that he is and all that he has. All that God is, is what he's giving today. All that God has in his kingdom, he's given it today to his children. It's in the river that flows from the heart of your father. Will you receive it? We're going to sing, it's being poured out again. And I really have just felt like God wants to minister right now in this. He's going to heal his eardrum. Amen. He's going to restore a new eardrum right now. Miracles. There's going to be other signs and wonders this morning with the people who believe. So while we sing this, if you need something from God, joy, peace, hope, healing, deliverance, freedom, salvation. He's going to pour it out. You step into the water. Come on, do it in your heart. Just jump right on in. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. It's being poured out. 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 It's being poured out from the Father's heart. From the Father's heart. It's being poured out. It's being poured out. in your body. If you need a miracle in your body. He's pouring it out. He's pouring it out. Will you dare to believe me? Will you dare to believe me? This is God. Will you dare to believe me? Miracles follow. Miracles follow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Keep your mic up. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know. I don't feel permission to move. Step into the river. Wait out. We got two elders up here. Come up here. Step out. going to keep singing about the river. Go ahead. Bring us into the next one. To do communion how deep are the waters of his love how deep are the waters of his love how deep he plunged us into his blood to cleanse us from all unrighteousness thank you Jesus that's deep that's deep Thank you, Father God. Let the deep things of your heart come alive in us today. Thank you, Jesus.
3: Say good morning to everybody. Good morning. Did you church ever hear me like this? No. Oh, my apologies. My apologies. I do my best. Um, thank you, thank you. Usually I'm not a shy person. No reason now I feel weird. I don't know why. But um, I was asked to do community today. I've never done it here at Destiny's Church. Uh, I feel underdressed growing up in a Pentecostal church as long as I have. You have on suits. You have on night You know, you have to dress nice. I feel underdressed. My mom or dad are watching. My bad.
4: Um,
3: As I was asked to do this, I thought back to those years when I was younger and being raised in a church, you know, uh, not understanding exactly what this meant. And there was a song that I'm not going to sing it. We, We promised Pastor DJ two things. No wild parties, Kevin. And we would not turn this church into a Southern Baptist church. So on that note, there's a verse that says, I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. I know it was the blood for me. See, DJ, promise kept. (laughs) Um, So when I was a young man growing up in church, uh, there was a verse that used to frighten me. And it was the King James that says, For he, he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. It frightened me because I didn't understand what that meant. All I knew was the word said, damnation. If you did not examine yourself, if you did not look within yourself to get right with the Lord at that point in time, you're eating and drinking to damnation. And as a young man, not celebrating, but I wasn't always doing the right thing. So in my mind, like, I just won't take it. I stood in the back. I let them take it. I didn't take it. But as I got older, as I started my own personal relationship with Christ, as I started getting into the word myself, I started understanding what things meant. I started understanding what it actually, what that meant. It's not necessarily a fear thing. It's not like, if you do this, I'm going to get you kind of thing. As we said growing up, it's not Christ hanging you over hell with a rotten stick. It's love, it's fear, it's a warning as parents. If we don't, want our child, we don't want our children to do something, we warn them, don't do that, you may fall. Don't do this, you might burn yourself. Don't do this, or you might hurt yourself. It's a warning, because we love them as our Father loves us. So I'm reading from, I'm gonna jump back and forth. I didn't give them the, the verses, but bear with me. Uh, we'll start with 1 Corinthians 11, 27 32. So anyone who eats this bread and drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. This is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. This is why many of you are weak and sick and some are even died. This is not necessarily to put us in fear. It's just a warning of what this commemorates, what this actually means. Examining yourself doesn't mean that you sit there and you know, beat yourself down. You examine yourself. If you're not right with Christ, this is the time to get right with him. That's between you and Christ. Only you can examine yourself, not me, not the pastor, not the elders. You examine yourself. Once you examine yourself and you realize, Lord still loves me for whatever I've done. There, there's forgiveness, there's mercy, there's love each and every day. So at this point in time, take a moment and examine yourselves. Look within yourself. Father God, we come before you, Lord, just right now to ask you for your guidance, Lord, to ask you for your blessings, your mercy, Lord, that are renewed each and every day, Father God. We thank you for just everything you do for us, Lord, for waking us up this morning, Lord, for being in our right mind, for the activity of our limbs, Father God. We made it here under our own power, Father God. We got in our cars and we drove here with our gas, Father God. We just thank you for everything you have done for us, Father God. I know many that went to sleep last night that may not woke up this morning, Lord, but you have saw fit to show us mercy and grace to wake us up, Father God. And we are truly and utterly thankful for all you have done. These blessings we ask in your name. Amen. Now. I will be reading from, see, my wife told me to write it down. I'm glad she did. Husbands know wives are right. I, I said it. I don't care. 1 anyway. First Corinthians 11, 23 through six. This is the New Living Translation. This is from Paul to the Corinthians. For I passed to you what was received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. And then he broke it. And he broke it into pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You may now eat. Verse 25. In the same way, he took the cup of the wine after after supper, saying, this is the cup of the new covenant between God and his people an agreement confirmed with my blood do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it drink for every time you for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup you're announcing the lord's death until he comes again thank you
1: these are way don't change God hallelujah that it's not too hard for God hallelujah that it's not too dark for his light to pierce hallelujah that our emotions don't change God all right we're gonna sing this ready he's a way maker with a mighty hand come on with a mighty hand his arm is not too short that he can't reach down and save hallelujah if you have a prodigal right now I just see that if you have a prodigal right now you just see them in the spirit and you just call out that his arm is not too short that he can't save you just say that right now God thank you your arm is not too short that you can't reach down into the lowest place and pull Don't you believe the lie? Don't you believe what you see? With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, you are the God who saves, deliverer yours. upon my back he threw his arms around me and said you are my son my daughter don't forget he put the ring upon my finger. he put the robe upon
5: Raising him right now you know we never want to be done we never want to just say okay are we done now no no we're not done let's keep focused right now everybody just best you can I don't know what I don't have anything right now but I just I can't be done I can't be done yet let's not be done I've learned over the years there are times when I'm just I kind of pray for a while and I kind of run out of energy but man I have learned that there is power when I make a choice and I say let me go a little further there's, there's power in that. There was a verse we just said that even when I don't feel it, you're working. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to engage back in. I want to get your mind back in. Whatever that is, if you're standing up, you can lay down. If you're sitting down, stand up. If you're laying there, run around the room, I don't know what it is. It's to you, what is engagement to you right now? Let's all do that. Just focus completely, completely this opportunity to invest in God, to invest in him right now. focus on him what else even just ask yourself what else what else do you have for us here jesus 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 Just keep focused, keep focusing, keep crying out to Him. If you have a need, talk to Him. Talk to Him right now. Before I came up here, I just saw a God that just said, He just sees some needs out here, and he sees some hurting people out there. And I don't know what that means, I don't know what to do with that other than just say, He hears you, He's right there, He's attentive. If you have a big need right now, just talk to Him about it. Cry out to him about that need. He is so attentive right now. I just feel a heart of a loving God that's right there. He's right there, ready if you just talk to him. And he's hearing every word you're saying as you're calling. Even when you don't feel it, he's working. Even when it doesn't feel like it's going on, it doesn't feel like he's listening. Right now, I'm telling you, somebody, he is listening to you. I think maybe somebody needs to hear that. You've been talking and you think he's not hearing. He is. I don't know who this is, but this is confirmation to you. You've been talking, he's been hearing you. Keep it going. Keep talking to him about that issue, about those problems. Lay it out, lay it out like a friend. He's like a friend listening to you right now. Just talk, because you just want to unload on a friend. Unload on the Lord right now. He has a tent of ear for you. You in here that has that issue, that has that burden, that has that thing on your heart that you've been carrying around. Don't carry it around. You have a friend. He's like a friend saying, come on, unload on me. Who is it? I don't know, but you unload on him right now. He, he is so attentive to you right now. We can't be in a rush. We gotta let these persons, whoever these whoever it are is in this room that I'm talking to, we're gonna give them that moment. Talk to them. Cry it out to them. Tell them all about it. Tell them how you feel. that may be in that position. If you're feeling good and this doesn't relate to you, then it's for other people. Let's pray for them. God, we pray for those in this room that just need to call out and cry out to God. We pray that they would feel that release and the faith that you're working in those situations. We pray in agreement with these situations that are in this room. We pray in agreement. We're gonna see breakthrough for people in this room. We're gonna see peace in the midst of trials in this room. We pray in agreement with what prayers are being prayed right now. We all pray in agreement. With these prayers, we're going to see breakthroughs. We're going to see release. We're going to hear testimonies of your goodness, God, flowing right out. For everybody who's been crying out in this place, you're going to flow. you are going to work in these people's lives, work in these situations. We pray in agreement with these situations that are being called out in this place right now. We pray in agreement with those things. Oh, praise him. Oh, praise him for the answers now. Praise him now for the answers. Thank him now for the answers. We thank you, mighty God, for what's going on in this place. We thank you, mighty God, for what's been released for these problems and these burdens. We thank you them. We praise you for them. We praise you, mighty God. We praise you, holy God. Hallelujah. You just from this day forward, if that was you from this day forward, when that burden pops in your head, you say, thank you, you heard me. Okay? I want you to get this in your head so strong. Those of you who this, who this, what I was saying resonated with you, from this point on, change your perspective and start saying, thank you, God, that you heard me unload to you. From this point on, no more of that fear. Thank you, God, thank you for that day on the 20th of March because it might be weeks later. It might be days later, I don't know. But you say, man, that day... you. You really listened to me. Thank you. Thank you for hearing me. And thank you that you are working. Thank you that you are working. Thank you that you are working. Praise Him right now. Let's just praise Him. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We have a mighty God. Why don't you stand up right now because we're going to get you to move around. We're going to get some blood flowing in you right now. Praise Him, mighty God. Praise You, Holy, holy. Holy God. All right, you know what we're going to do right now? We're going to go around and we're going to fellowship, and I'm going to encourage you don't fellowship with the ones you normally fellowship with. You know who they are. When you see them, just give them a nod. You're going to go to somebody else. Why don't you go around and start greeting people this morning? We'll be right back in just a little
4: bit.
6: All righty, all righty, good morning, good morning, Destiny Church. This is my favorite part about church, when you guys just love on each other. All right, so I'm a little different than Pastor DJ. My name is Pastor Kevin. I'm the associate pastor and the youth pastor and the plumber and everything else that y'all need. Uh, <laughs> I know I always say that, but, you know, it's the truth. I love it. Um so, I am a little different. So, normally, you know, Pastor DJ is like, you know, good morning. I'm more of a good morning, and then I, you know, I expect to hear a good morning. So, good morning, Destiny Church. Good morning. Amen. There we go. All right. So, I also normally get started with a couple other things. But before I jump into the word, I do have a couple announcements this morning. Uh, so, the first announcements, if you want to take your phone out or you want to take some notes on the announcements, Uh, March 25th, that is a Friday night, we have a worship night, okay, it's going to be a Company of Believers worship night, Uh, and so that's going to be right here in the sanctuary, okay, at 6.30 p.m., so 6.30 p.m., this Friday coming up right here in the sanctuary, okay, and there is child care provided, so if you have small kids, but you still want to worship, bring them, uh, they'll take good care of them, and you will be able to worship God with all your heart. And I have to keep one eye open. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, I know. I got three, okay? So uh, the next day after that, which is March 26th, it's a Saturday, uh, they're going to have a conference. The Company of Believers is having a conference right at Living Waters Ministries, and so if you need the address, please reach out to Brother Bo. It might be up there as well, uh, but you can also reach out to Brother Bo. You can reach out to Miss Rachel Barton, or you can even call the church and talk to uh, Miss Rhonda and she could give you the address for that, and uh, that's going to be in the morning. It's going to be a time of worship, and then after worship, uh, they're going to have breakfast, or I might be flip-flopping those. I don't know. It might be breakfast, worship, and then everyone, all the men will go somewhere, all the women, and then all the teens, even the teens will be split up uh, girls and, and guys, and so it's going to be an awesome time for everybody to be able to receive, and they also have Um, Child care for that as well So the biggest thing you know they're really trying To make sure that you guys engage That there's no excuse for you not to be able To receive something that weekend Okay Uh, so amen Hey you guys are catching on All right. so uh, (laughs) Also uh, another one I want to Talk about is April 10th we are Having a heart for the house so don't Forget about April 10th Uh, pray About that ask God what you know What is he putting on your heart what is he asking You to give for that uh, and then just come ready and come prepared. Uh, we are taking up a special offering April 10th. If you don't know what Heart for the House is, um, on that day you'll see there's going to be like this little list of things that we need as a church family that we need. Um, you know, some of the stuff we've actually already been doing, right? Uh, cleaning the carpets and and some other things. But there's some needs on there. And so if you'd like to give specifically to one of those, you can. Uh, but April 10th will be Heart for the House, okay? All right. And the last but not least is uh, I'm going to introduce our guest speaker, uh, Pastor Kevin. Yes, awesome. (laughs) All right. Oh my gosh. All right. That was so cheesy. All right. Um. (laughs) Oh, I love you guys. I love you guys. All right. So I'm excited, and I get the great honor and privilege to be able to preach and slash teach to you guys this morning. Uh, Pastor DJ, we love you. I know you're watching online. Um, everybody's doing awesome, the family loves you, uh, we, we are glad that you're spending time with your family and having an awesome time, um, and so I just want you to know we love you, thank you for this opportunity, I don't take it lightly, I do appreciate it, and we can't wait to have you back in about two weeks. So, uh, y'all want to give him a hand, he, he'll hear you. All right, so I am really excited this morning to get started with my message, Learning to Give, Uh, But before we get started, I am going to be praying. So if you guys could do me a favor, I'm not going to ask you to stand up, but go ahead and close your eyes. Get your heart right. And we're going to go to the Father. Father God, we thank you so much this morning for your love, your mercy, your grace, your power, God your tenderness towards us, Father. We love you, God. We thank you. We can't get enough of you, Jesus. We're absolutely head over heels for you, Jesus. We love you, Lord, and we cannot wait to continue this walk with you. We cannot wait to burn for you, God, whether we're 30-year Christians or 40-year Christians. God, we want to burn for you like we just fell in love, Father God. We love you so much, and we thank you, and God, I ask that in my weakness, you may be strong and bold god may you speak to them with the words that you want me to say god in the name of jesus lord use my mouth god use my words and may you speak through my mouth father god let it be all of you and none of me in jesus mighty name and everybody said amen. amen all right amen so we'll get started with my normal this is what i usually do if you're new this is what i usually do i do something like this i say god is good all and all the time god is good. amen all right good So I do that just to get you guys started, just to get you guys ready, because like I said, I do like to engage with you guys, okay? I like to know that you're understanding and that you're listening. So this morning, believe it or not, it's been really, really rough. Um, You know, a wise woman told me this morning that every time God wants to speak and God wants to give a word, that the enemy always attacks, the enemy is always going to oppose, right? And so... um, a lot of things went wrong for me this week, uh, even this morning. You know, a lot of things went kind of wrong. Um, I just, you know, forgot stuff, didn't have this. I, had a, I was in the emergency room last night. Um, and so uh, with my son, thank God everything's okay with him. Um, I was there till like past midnight. And so a lot of things started going wrong. Uh, and, and like, you know, the wise woman told me this morning, I also understood that, and so I started praying for you guys, and I started praying for God's word to be released this morning because I know that there's power, and I know there's revelation this morning. I know that God has something for you this morning. If you'll receive it, if you'll open your heart, and if you'll reject offense. Okay, so this morning, I want you to understand that when I speak to you, when I preach to you, it's out of love, genuine love. And it's not just for you, it's for me as well. And so if I step on your toes or I break your foot or your ankle, your legs, (laughs) whatever it is, I do it in love. And I want you to know that this morning I want you to open your heart and I want you to receive, receive uh, the power of the Holy Ghost, receive his love and reject any offense that may try to come up in you. Okay. Amen. So this morning I am talking about giving. And so normally when I say I'm going to talk about giving, people are like, ooh. Oh, let me slide down my chair a little bit right They start getting a little a little weird but this morning it's going to be a lot different it's going to be a lot different uh, some of you might get your minds blown this morning you might not get it but I pray through the power of the Holy Spirit that you'll understand it that God will give you revelation this morning and that you will be free everybody say free, free. that you guys will be free in Jesus name so let's go ahead and get started uh, I don't normally preach a long time. I just give you what God gave me, and then we keep on rolling. But who knows? Holy Spirit's in charge. So uh, here we go. Uh, My very first point this morning, okay, my very first point this morning is this. And if you're taking notes, you can write it down. Giving is not a religious duty. It is a godly lifestyle. Everybody say lifestyle. There is a difference between a religious duty and a godly lifestyle. Okay, it's totally, totally different. And so one other thing that I want you guys to understand this morning is that every time, you, every time you give, everybody say every time, every time you give, it is a big deal to God. Every time, I don't care if it was a dollar, I don't care if it's $5, I don't care if it's $5,000, every time you give to God, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Oh, he smiles at you. He loves you. It don't matter the the amount. I'm talking 50 cents. I've seen little kids throw in five cents, a nickel, and a couple cents. And Jesus is overjoyed. And the Father is absolutely just grinning. You know, because Jesus was a representation of the Father. And Jesus said, let the little kids come to me. Stop. Leave Leave them alone. Do you know Why? because the little kids weren't religious. (laughs) They did not care if he was this or that or this great prophet or the Messiah, the Lord of Lords. They were like, hey, we love this guy. We just want to be all around him. And Jesus loved that. So this morning I'm here, like I said, to talk about giving, and I'm here to, to express some things and share some things that I've learned. Throughout my walk, throughout my time giving, I've learned so many things. But the number one thing that I've learned from walking with the Lord, and I tell you guys this almost every week, but that God doesn't want your money. He wants your heart. Listen to me this morning. God doesn't want your money. He doesn't need your paper. The little green paper that you call money, he does not need. But he wants and desires your heart. This morning I have this little little note in here that I hope doesn't offend you. And if it does, may God bless you. And and this may sound crazy to some of you, but I want you to hear me. Listen to this. Do not give God your money if you won't give him your heart. Listen to me. Don't give God your money if you're not going to give him your heart. Pastor Kevin, what do you mean? That sounds vicious. That sounds horrible. Don't you need to pay the bills? Absolutely we do. But God is a provider. Jehovah Jireh is the provider. We don't need anything because God is blessing us through you, through you guys. God is so powerful and awesome, but if you refuse to surrender your heart, your money does nothing. Nothing for you in the spiritual realm. Nothing for you in the way that God wants to bless you mightily. And when I say God wants to bless you, I don't mean he wants to send you another check. A lot of times we think, oh, God's going to bless you. All right, where's my check? I feel it coming. Where's my check? I gave 100. I better get, get 200 in the mail. Just listen to me. Hey, I believe in that too. Hey, God wants to send me some checks. Praise them, you know? uh, <laughs> But listen, but that's not what it means when he says he wants to bless you. God's blessing is so much greater than that, so much greater, so much more in-depth. It is absolutely beautiful. He wants to bless your mind and your marriage and your emotions. He wants to get that depression out of there, those suicidal thoughts out of there. He wants to bless you. He wants to let you sleep at night for a full six, seven hours. That's blessing. He wants your kids to be saved. He wants the kid that you thought would never become a Christian to walk into your house and say, Daddy, Mom, I, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. That's a blessing. That is a blessing. There is so much to the word blessing. The word of God is blessing you, God's favor is upon you. So much more than just money. I want to tell you something. Don't worry, we're going to get into the word. If you, <laughs> if you don't know me, I love God's word. We will get into it. But I want to tell you something. Um, maybe some of, the, some of you in here are maybe some like historical scholars. Maybe some of you are really good with history. But there was a time before the Great Depression where when people needed something, they went to the church. Did you know that? People needed food. Maybe they were struggling with their job. They would go to the, and find the local church. Pastor, I'm in need, or brothers, sisters, I need this, or or I need that. Do you know why? It was because there was an environment that was being fostered that blessing doesn't just mean for me. Blessing means I am blessed and favored, and now everybody around me is blessed and favored. And the church understood that. And so when there was a need, the brothers would help, and the brothers would give, and the, and the ladies would help, and the ladies would give, and the ladies would cook, and the guys would help out. And everybody was a family. And after the Great Depression, somehow along the way, the church wasn't able to do that anymore. And so then the people had to call for the government to do it. And that's where most of the, you know, the food stamps and, and, um, you know, welfare and all that stuff. And again, I'm not talking anything negative about that stuff. What I'm saying to me, listen to me, what I'm saying is all that started being provided by the government and not the local church. And what I'm here to tell you this morning is that God has placed you right here, right now in 2022 for a time like this, so that you would be a blessing, not just for yourself, not just for your savings account, but for everybody around you. Can I get an amen? It is so much more than just us. So much more than just us. God is wanting to do something great and powerful. You know, so many times, and I might be jumping ahead, but it's fine. So many times I've heard people, maybe you guys have heard this, if anybody's grown up in the church. We want revival. Anybody ever heard that? Right? We want revival. We want revival in this church. The issue with that is people don't understand revival happens out there. Revival happens when you understand who you are and are able and are surrendered and you go out to the community and wreck everybody that's revival that's revival it happens there out there it just starts exploding and then celebration starts happening in the church but god wants to bless you he wants to bless us and it's not just about us it's about everyone that you come into contact with All right, let's get into the Word. (laughs) I know some of you are itching. All right, Luke 19, Luke chapter 19, verse 12. We're going to go ahead and get started. If you have your Bible, go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 19, verse 12. I'm going to read it out of the NIV. And it says this, and if you don't have your Bible, it's going to be right here on the screens. A man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then return. Hold on, let me stop right there. I forgot something. Really quick. Jesus... Okay, this is in red letters. So if you're in your Bible, this is actually in red letters. This is Jesus talking. And he's saying this parable. And I understand that Jesus isn't actually talking about money here. Okay, listen to what I'm saying. Jesus was trying to change the perspective of the other Jews. They were thinking a certain way, and the Lord was trying to help them understand something different. Because as a lot of you know, the kingdom of God sometimes is really backwards. Right? The first will be last. The last will be first. Right? Really weird sometimes. All right, let's continue. Verse 13. So he called ten of his servants and gave them ten minas. Put this money to work, he said, until I come back. Verse 14. But his subjects hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, we don't want this man to be our king. He was made king, however, and returned home. Then he sent for the servants to whom he had given the money in order to find out what they had gained with it. Verse 16, the first one came and said, Sir, your mina has earned ten more. Well done, my good servant, his master replied. Because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter, take charge of ten cities. Stop right there, verse 17. Okay, I want to show you something. We all know that whenever Jesus speaks, there's always truth, always, right? Jesus is the truth, right? And so it's so important that we understand this. And so I want to pull this out, verse 17. There's something that I don't want you to miss because I just told you a lot of times we give and we think that we're going to receive extra money, right? But this good servant didn't receive money. Everybody say authority. Authority is gained through being trustworthy. Some of you, you probably don't even know what I'm saying. If you understand what I'm telling you, write it down because this is a gem in the in the, in the heavenlies, I'm telling you. Some of you probably don't even understand, but I'm trying to let you know how authority is gained from God. authority see if god can trust you then he can grant you authority what does that mean it means when you walk into the room demons flee demons leave people start freaking out revival happens right explosions at the taco bell at the walmart i'm serious and it comes through trust being trustworthy god thinks you're trustworthy and so he grants you authority he didn't grant this good servant money. Oh, great. You gave me 10 minas. Oh, you did such a great job. Here's 10. Have a great day. No, 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 no. Remember that we just read that his servants hated him. This servant probably didn't even like him. Yet he was trustworthy. You know, I didn't like Jesus when I left the church. I didn't like him. I hated him. could not stand God. I could not stand Jesus. could not stand Christians. I've told you guys this. They're a bunch of hypocrites, I thought. They're worse than me. And then I had a revelation. And then one day I sat on my bed and I said, Lord, if you're real, I'm going to serve you. A hundred percent. But if you're not, I'm done with you. Right? I'm done with you, God. That was like 13, 14 years ago. I was a 17-year-old kid that was high on drugs still. On my bed, empty, even though I was partying, living the life in Los Angeles, California. Which is awesome, right? Hollywood, woo. Empty. Empty. Didn't understand why I was alive. Didn't even want to be alive. What in the world is my purpose of sitting here? I'm still empty. I got all these substances going through my veins, and I'm, you know, still half drunk from the night before and messed up. Guess what? Empty. That's what I was, empty. So I said, God, I will serve you, and I will, f- I will go all in. But if you're not who you say you are, I'm done. And I'm here to tell you that he's, he is who he says he is. Amen? Amen? He is the great I am. You know, I've had a lot of struggles still in my life. It wasn't a cakewalk afterwards. If anybody tells you that Christianity is easy, they lied to you. It's hard. It's very hard. And it's so worth it. It's so worth it to know that there's someone that will never leave you or forsake you. There's someone who has your back through the good times and the bad times. And his name is Jesus. And so here in this verse 17, we see that this servant wasn't blessed with money. He was blessed with authority. That word take charge, right, It's authority. He gave him authority over 10 cities because he was what? Faithful. Everybody say faithful. Faithful. This man was faithful. And so he was granted authority. You know, I, sometimes we get into this habit of, you know, a lot of money, and, and we just think money all the time, and it's greens and, you know, little symbols. and But this man didn't get a bunch of money. And that's just a relative word anyways. That's just a word that, see, a lot of money can mean something different to a lot of people, right? My son, you tell him he has a lot of money, that'd be like $5. He's like, man, I got a lot of money. It's a lot of money, or, you know, let's say, all right, let's bump it up, $50, right? His eyes would bulge up, he'd be like, $50? That's a lot of money. To me and to you, you know, $5,000, that's a lot of money. Oh, Lord, okay. Sorry, Siri's trying to talk to me. Let me take this off. I rebuke you, okay. (laughs) But to, you know, to me or to you, that might be $5,000. That might be a lot of money. To Elon Musk, not so much. Right? Not so much. Because, see, the thing is, money doesn't really matter. What matters is your surrendered heart to Jesus. Is your heart surrendered to Jesus? Are you trustworthy with what you have now? I'm guilty of that I used to sit back and like Lord I want a new house God I just I can't wait to get a new car I'm gonna get this new car and God you know and I when I first became a Christian I didn't understand what it meant to be faithful with what you had anybody ever said this in their head look I used to say well when I get more money I'll give more anybody ever said that or am I the only one yeah some, some people in here right I used to say when I get like a bigger check or, oh, wait, I, I love this one. I used to say this all the time. When I get my tax money, I'm going to, right, X, Y, Z, you know. <laughs> okay, I'm the only one that used to be broke. I got it. No problem. Um, <laughs> but, you know, us, us peasant people, we used to say when we get our taxes, you know, we're going to buy this or we're going to do that or, you know. And, and I used to think that way about giving. So when I get more money, I'll give more. You know, God, I'll, you know, I'll give more once I get more money. And I didn't understand what it was to be free. I didn't understand what it was to be faithful. You don't have to be rich to give to God. The issue is that we, when we hear give, we immediately think, what? Money. Immediately. Do you know Cain and Abel didn't have money? Y'all know that, right? I'm just saying, I'm just throwing that out there. Cain and Abel didn't have no money, but, you know, what they had, they brought, right? A little lamb, you know, some messed up gar- <laughs> vegetables. Hey, that's his fault, you know. <laughs> Anyways, the point is this, all right, that so many times we we equate giving to God with money, but we never give him our heart. God, listen, God, I will give you... um you know what, God, I'll even give you this 10% they say at church I heard growing up. And uh, every Sunday I'll give a 20. Why not? And um, amen, I'm good. I'm saved. I get to go to heaven. Um, I don't know about y'all, y'all heathens, but I gave. I'm saved. I'm good to go until next week. Then I'll repent and then do the same thing. And what they don't realize is that they're living in bondage. They're slaves. And they don't know it. They're slaves to the religious thinking. They're slaves to the religious shackles that make you think that if you check out, if you check off this box, you're good, you made it. And the devil's like, yes, they're good. Hey, they're good. I'm fine with them being Christian as long as they don't as long as they don't affect their environment. I'm good with them being Christians and loving the Father as long as they go back to school and act like everybody else. As long as they go to work and act even worse than the others. As long as they drive, you know, through the traffic and say some flavorful words. Have some flavorful gang signs, you know. See, sometimes we get so hyper-focused on just us that we forget we're God's hands and feet. Like, we were made. We were made and created to be sons and daughters. We were made Listen to me, we were made to continue the work that Adam was doing. Did you know that? At the garden? That's your job every day. You go out, take land. You go out, you take land. You go out, you take land. And the spiritual. God, I just walked into this Taco Bell, and now I declare in the name of Jesus it's holy. I know that sounds crazy to some of you, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Wherever you put your feet on, you claim it for God. God, I thank you for this Taco Bell. I thank you that the workers are struggling. It's been like an hour. I haven't got my food. But God, in the name of Jesus, it's holy now. God, in the name of Jesus, I just ask that you would have a Saul of Tarsus moment with the cook back there that got it wrong. In Jesus' name, right? I know y'all are laughing, but it's the truth. I'm serious. I know y'all are laughing, but I'm not playing. I'm not playing. I am not playing. I will pray for them in a heartbeat because I don't want to punch them. I'm like, Lord Jesus. <laughs> All right. Oh, Lord. But it's just so true. I mean, God wants us to think like He thinks. He wants us to, to the best of our abilities, right? I know God's word. I know His thoughts are not our thoughts. But I also know that Jesus made a way. Because of Jesus, we have not become errors. Right? we become sons and daughters of the Most High God. Oh, man, okay. I'm going everywhere. All right. When you learn to give your heart and surrender, everybody say surrender. I used to love the fact that Billy Graham used to say surrender all the time. You know, people will say, come to the altar, receive Jesus. No, no, no. That's wrong. Come surrender to Jesus. There's a difference. There's a difference. When you receive something, you're like, thanks. When you surrender, you understand that now my life is not my own. I've surrendered. There's a difference between that. And I encourage you when you go home to to look that up. Decide for yourself if you've received Jesus or if you surrender to Jesus. Decide for yourself if you're living for Jesus or if you're living for yourself and you're just sprinkling some Jesus on it. There's a difference. Man, I don't know what's going on with me. morning. Feel, I feel mean. I don't know what's going on. Whew. Jesus, okay, Lord, I see you, Lord. Whew. My second thing this morning, I'm talking about the tithe now. The tithe was never intended to become a religious shackle before I finish reading that the tithe was never meant to become a religious shackle so as I was praying about this and I was asking the Lord okay Lord how do you want me to explain this to them the Lord was, was speaking to me and, and he, what he showed me about the tithe was that tithing For us, for the body of Christ, was meant to be like training wheels. It was meant to be something like training wheels. I hope Pops isn't in here because he might come screaming, guys. All right. Okay. The tithe is supposed to be like training wheels for us. What do training wheels provide? Balance, support, a sense of confidence or trust, right? Are they meant to be on here forever? No. I'm not here to cheapen the tithe or to talk down about the tithe because here's a newsflash, I believe in the tithe and I give and I love my God, but I'm not shackled by the tithe. I don't believe that I gave 10. I'm done. I'm done the whole month. I don't believe that. I believe that the Lord will help me go above and beyond. You know what? I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. Sometimes I like having a little competition with God. I'm just going to be honest. I love trying to outgive him because he never lets me win. (laughs) Y'all probably think I'm crazy, but I'm not. I was, uh, I remember in 2000, and uh, let me see, 10. I came to Alabama. Does anybody know where uh, Pelham, Alabama is? Raise your hand, raise your hand. Yep, okay. It's near Calera on the way to Birmingham, okay? So I moved from California to Pelham, Alabama, and I lost everything. Me and my parents, my family, we lost everything. And I remember, I remember sleeping on the ground. And I remember, I don't know why I'm getting emotional now. When I was younger, I had a bed my whole life, right? I had a bed. My dad, my mom were good providers. 2008, the economy tanked. We lost everything. We lost our house. We moved. We started renting a house in Pelham. Um, But I remember being uh, 17, no, 18 years old. I had just turned 18. It was in October. And I remember laying down on that ground for the first time not having a bed. First time in my life. And I remember what it was like to not have nothing. Well, that's not all. <laughs> that's not fully true. I had one dresser that I still have. Crystal hates it, by the way. <laughs> uh, somebody could give me some tissues. Thank you. Oh, I found some. ah uh. Do not mean to cry, okay. But I remember having a dresser, and not too long ago, Chris was like, Can we just throw this thing away? It's ugly. And I said, Absolutely not. Every time that I see this dresser, it reminds me what God has done for me. Every time. So I know what it's like to have nothing, and you guys know that. I've I've shared about that plenty of times. But I also know what it's like to be super blessed because I trusted God. Because I didn't let religion tell me, hey, you did 10, you're good. No more. No, calm down. I wasn't moved by any religiousness. I wasn't moved by the church or the pastor. I was moved by the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit reminded me that this truth. I want to share this truth with you. And the Holy Spirit reminded me, and it's changed my entire life. The Holy Spirit reminded me that every time we give, we give to God. But it's a perspective change. Did you know that every time you give to anybody, you can give to God? Did you know when you buy somebody a burger at McDonald's behind you, you can give to God? Did you know that when you buy somebody a Starbucks, you could give to God? See, when I started to understand that everything I do and to everybody I give and to my teens and to my my loved ones and to my church family and to my family, every time I give, I give to God first. Say, God, this is for you, and I'm going to give it to them. Whatever they do with it, hey, bless them, Lord. I don't even care no more. They could grab it and throw it right there in my face off the bridge. I'd be happy with it. I don't care because I gave it to God. And you know what? He receives it. And when I learned that everything could be giving to God, my life changed completely. When I learned that I wasn't bound by a 10%, quote, but that I could give out of freedom, my life was changed. The first time I bought my first house was 2000 and I want to say 14. I don't know if my wife's in here. Was that right, babe? 2014? I uh, I had this job. I wasn't making a lot of money. My wife wasn't working. We had two kids, one very young, Anissa. And we we just trusted God. And somehow we were like, we're going to get a house. I don't know how. We don't have a savings account unless you count credit cards. And even that was, like, maxed almost, okay? So, (laughs) So it was bad. But we trusted God. And... We just said, I don't know, but we're going to go to the regions, and we're just going to go talk to them. We're going to figure it out. So we went to talk to them. They got me and and, uh, my beautiful hot wife, you know, the Mexican lady over there, Miss Crystal. (laughs) Uh, We just gave gave them our information, and I kid you not. By the way, even though I was in massive debt and I was struggling, I gave to God. I gave to God. And a lot of it wasn't even because I fully understood like, all these truths. A lot of it was just because I was grateful to him. Because, you know, you guys, a lot of you know, I was, a, a, like, an ex-gangbanger from Los Angeles. And I was uh, involved in a lot of stuff, you know, gangs and drugs and hurting people, almost killing some people. And God saved me from all that, right? And, and so I was grateful. I was just grateful to be alive. And so I, amen. And so I just wanted to give to God because I was grateful because I knew I should be dead or in prison. So I, I was just grateful with giving. And so and I didn't even really understand all these truths and all this Bible scripture. I didn't even understand it all. I just knew that I wanted to give back to him because I loved him. And so we went to the regions. And just so you know, none of it is in my notes. I'm just I'm just going here. But uh I remember. <laughs> Me, me and uh, Pastor Crystal, we looked funny because the lady came back and said, um, yeah, that's weird. You know, you guys, uh, somehow, you lined up perfectly in a category where there's this thing called a portfolio loan. And you have to make less than 40000 as a family. And you have to have higher than a 700 credit score. And somehow, you guys qualified. Not somehow, because I was broke. I knew. I was like, hey, man, praise God but but the miracle was i i couldn't understand it i didn't know wait a minute wait a minute i have nothing in the bank nothing uh debt i, I i'm you know i'm i'm some i'm making it we're making it somehow but we're ve- we're scraping by i remember hey I, re- whew, I remember sometimes we had to pay some groceries on credit cards so we got pretty rough sometimes but we trusted god and pastor crystal wasn't even always like that she thought i was crazy a lot of the times she would say pastor kevin what do you mean we're going to give to god we're barely making it but we gave and so anyways we go there and they say somehow we just by the grace of god we qualified perfectly we get this house that was <laughs> that was out of our budget the house was $95,000. It was out of our budget. And the lady that was going to sell it, we actually knew her. And so what happened was we actually, she actually became the realtor of both of us and the selling party. And she said, Kevin, once you guys buy the house, I'm going to give you, five, like, it was like $500. So long story short, we go, we close on the house. Instead of paying anything, I get $500 back. Not making it up. When God blesses, it goes beyond zeros. I had no money in the bank. I had debt. Didn't have extra zeros. God could have just put 20,000 direct deposit into my account, but He didn't do it. But He gave me a house. Then He gave me another house. And He's blessed me and blessed me and blessed me with way more than money. I'm not rich by any mean of the word, but I'm joyful. I'm thankful. I get to see my kids every morning, every evening. I get to be here with you guys almost every weekend. To me, that's a blessing because I love you guys. (laughs) Thank you. So, man, I went way out there. So, back to the bike. Jesus, God, he never intended for us to be using these training wheels at, you know, I'm 31. So at 31 years old, y'all going to see this back tire just deflate. All right. So God didn't intend for a 31-year-old to be on this little bike. You know why? Because he has something bigger and better and faster and freer for you. Do you understand what I'm telling you? I'm not saying that the tithe is bad. I'm saying don't stay there. Don't stay in religious shackles that say, oh, yeah, you're 10. You're good, man. You're good. You, you, you check the box. You're good. No, no, no. Take, take them off. Be moved and led by the Holy Spirit. You know that today he may tell you no, don't give nothing, and tomorrow he may say give 80. I don't know. I have no idea. But I'm willing. Do You know, I've always told the Lord, Lord, if tomorrow you ask for it all back, I'll give it to you. Because I know what it is to have nothing. So, Lord, if tomorrow you say, Kevin, give it all to me back, amen, I'll, give, I'll do it. You guys are my witness. I'll give it all back to him. It doesn't faze me at all. Because I've learned to have a surrendered heart. I have learned what it means to be a son of God. I have learned to be content. That doesn't mean complacent, by the way. Content means I'm thankful and I'm grateful, but I'm moving. I'm moving. I have learned to be content in all things. I have learned to be content in a lot and a little. (laughs) That's one of the reasons I don't keep a lot of cash on me, because it disappears. I just be blessing people. (laughs) My wife will tell you... (laughs) I don't get a lot of cash out, like Pastor DJ's the same way, we just love blessing people. I'll go to the restaurant, drop 40 just on the tip, I'm like, there you go, God bless you. And Chris was like, I thought you just got cash out the other day, I'm like, oh, did I? Well, I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> I just love blessing people, because God's blessed me, and because I've learned what a surrendered heart really means. I've learned that a surrendered heart means that I'm, I'm willing to give you 100, God. A surrendered heart means that I, you are willing to give God whatever he asks of you. And it's not just about money. Because some people are good with money, but they don't want to give time. They don't want to give of the resources. They don't want to give of what they know, like their craft, their talent. Some people are really talented, but... God, I gave you my 10%. uh, What else do you want from me, okay? That's good enough. I'm here to tell you that that's not good enough. That God wants your heart. He wants you surrendered. He wants you to be pouring into each other and into this community, into this city, into this state, into this country. And so the tithe was, was made to help us balance And there's a reason I say balance, because as a new Christian, you can't give 90%. Most of the time. I sure couldn't. I I really, (laughs) if I'd get 90, I would have definitely just probably been on the street. I don't know. So as a new Christian, I had to learn how to balance and manage a checkbook. I'm still learning, guys. I'm horrible at it. I'm not going to lie. Thank God for Pastor Crystal. She does that. She's awesome at it, but I had to learn how to balance, how to balance it all, how to to learn how to give 10 and and then manage my 90. I had to learn how to steward what I was given, how to be faithful with what I had. I had to learn the stability. I had to learn. I didn't know right away. I didn't know. And if I would have gave God 90 and kept 10, it probably would have hurt me more than helped me. And so the tithe helped me learn that. It helped me learn stability. Another thing it helped me learn, the tithe helped me to learn trust. I had to trust God. I told you guys, I didn't have almost anything. I had to pay for groceries on a credit card. And I was still giving 10% before everything else, just so you know. It was 10% before everything else. And so the tithe, it helped me. It it matured me. It helped me get to where I needed to be going. It helped me learn how to ride a bike, if you will. But then there came a time when I had to learn to take them off. And I'll never forget. There was a time when I had to learn to take them off. My wife came to me. My wife, who didn't like to give, right? She She didn't believe in that at first. And then God just completely wrecked her mind about it. And there was this time that my wife woke up and had a dream. And in this dream, one of our brothers in the church, his name is Paul. Our brother Paul, we didn't know was struggling. And it was a certain amount. I don't know if you remember, babe. I don't remember the amount. Do you remember? 250 Okay. It was $250. And in the dream, God told my wife, give Paul $250. For us, that was like $2,500. I'm serious. I'm not playing It was like $2,500 to us. It was so much money. And we had to learn to take off at that very moment these training wheels. It was either I'm going to keep these training wheels or I'm going to take them off. And so what we said is we're going to be obedient. We've learned to ride this bike. We've learned to trust God with the 10. Now we're really going to trust God. And so that Sunday morning... My wife, she just felt very strong in her dream, and so we gave two fifty. We grabbed the two fifty. We prayed about it. We blessed God. We thanked Him, and we gave it to that man. And Paul started crying because he needed two fifty exactly to to meet the ends meet. You know, to to finish his rent. He needed two fifty. We had no idea. No idea. But this man needed $250 to complete his rent. He had a bunch of little kids like Sarah and Brandon. Uh. And he said, God, I don't know how you're going to do it, but I need $250 so we don't get kicked out. And this new Christian couple who learned that these training wheels are here to help we decided that very day to take the training wheels off. Had we decided to trust God. I'm telling you, that was way over 10% for us. We were, that was a lot of money. I think our tithe was like $100. I don't know. It was a lot of money, though. $250 to us was so much. But we gave. And that day, God showed up in such an amazing way. It wrecked our lives it wrecked our lives we could not believe it this grown man was crying we were crying we we didn't you know we had never seen god move like that we had never seen god or trust god enough to see him move like that we didn't know that god had a bigger bike for us we didn't know that god had a bigger bike but it was a mountain bike it was a bike to be free with and it didn't have any training wheels we didn't we weren't stuck to just a sidewalk we were free we were free And so we just started pedaling, and we just started trusting God, and we just started learning to hear and to listen to the Holy Spirit. And so the tithe is so important. But don't get so caught up with the tithe that you let it shackle you with religiousness. There's nothing wrong with giving 10%. Just don't get stuck there. God has more. God has a bigger bike for you. God has a bigger bike for you with all-terrain tires, and he wants you to go free. He wants you to move freely. He wants you to move freely. There is so much more for us. You guys know I look silly on this little thing. Sometimes we look silly. I don't want to step on nobody's toes. Sometimes we look silly doing the same thing we've done for 30 years. Never learning to trust him more. And like I told you this morning, it's not about money. It's about your heart. It's about having a surrendered heart to him. Oh, I love this verse. My last point is this. God gave first. First. Like I told you earlier, this is one of the main reasons that I gave so much because I really felt down to my soul that God saved me, and he did. I should have been in prison or dead, but God saved me, and he gave me something that I never thought was possible, and that was love. I didn't understand why God would love me. I'm a dirty sinner, a person who was very evil. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand why God would love me. Honestly, I expected rejection. I really did. I thought I would go up to God and say, God, save me. He'd be like, oh, my gosh, you're so dirty. Get out of here. You're not holy. And it was the opposite. God was that father who chose to hug his son while he was filthy dirty in mud and smelled like a pig. That's who I was. And God didn't care about none of that. He loved me through it, and he's seen me through it. So this morning, I'm here to tell you that God has given to us first. Why should we give? Because God's given to us first. But what should we give? It's the real question. What should we give? It's not money. It's your heart. Let's read John 3, 16. Oh, I love this verse. Most of you know this verse. A lot of people say this verse. For God so loved the world. You know what? Let's, Let's do it together. You all ready? One, two, three. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So for God so loved the world that he what? Gave. For God so loved the world that he gave. He withheld nothing from you. He withheld nothing from me. Nothing. He gave the best. it wasn't money. So much more valuable than money. He gave his best. This morning, I'm going to do something pretty crazy. I'm not jumping off the stage. Don't worry. Guess what we're going to do this morning? We're not going to give an offering. We're not going to give a tithe this morning. If you already gave, amen. If you want to give after the service, you know, over there and find the ushers, That's up to you, but we're not doing an offering this morning. Because I didn't come here to stir you up so that you would give a big offering. I promise you. This, to me, is not about money. And I'm not going to take up an offering this morning. Because I need you to learn and to understand that you need to give them your heart. We're going to give them our hearts this morning. If the worship team could go ahead and get Ready? This morning, we're not going to do an offering, and Pastor DJ's probably like, whoa, amen. (laughs) I don't know if I'll preach again, but no, I'm just kidding. Pastor DJ's amazing, and we share the same heart. And if he was here, he'd be crying right here with me because we don't care about money. It's the truth. So much that we're not going to take an offering today, that we're not going to take a tithe today. That we're going to worship this morning. We're going to end service by worshiping, but not just worshiping. We're, giving, we're going to give him our hearts this morning. This morning, we're going to give him our hearts. We're going we're to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice this morning. As a living sacrifice. This morning, we're going to say, Lord, we give you our heart. This morning, we're going to say, Lord, we surrender. We are taking up offering. It's just not money. I don't want you to get it twisted. We are going to take up an offering. It's just not money. So much more valuable. This morning, we're going to take up offering, but you're going to offer him your heart. You're going to offer him your heart this morning. And he's going to absolutely wreck you. He's going to absolutely make you fall in love with him all over again. I want you to know real quick before I continue, you guys are amazing givers, by the way. This isn't like a sermon because you guys weren't giving. I want you to know that you guys are amazing givers. Do you know that we didn't even qualify for certain loans, like relief loans, because we were thriving? People were trying to survive as a church. We were thriving. Amen. It's not about money. You guys are amazing. But I just wanted to share with what God gave me this morning. I wanted to share his heart. His heart for you this morning is that he desires your heart so bad. He loves you so bad. It hurts. He loves you so much it hurts. Because you know that it hurts when somebody doesn't love you back. You know how hard that is? When you love somebody so much, but they don't love you back. God gets that on the daily. Every day he gets that. He saves us all the time, but we don't even know it. Sometimes we're ungrateful. I've been there. I'm talking to myself. I'm preaching to myself. Y'all think I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to me. This morning, I want everybody to stand up. Stand on their feet. This morning, I want you to take this seriously. This morning, I want you, from the bottom of your heart, from the bottom of your soul, mind, will, emotions, everything, all of you this morning, I want you to offer Him your heart. This is going to be our offering this morning. We're going to offer Him our hearts. I want you to know this morning, whoever you are, God is making a way. I don't know who you are, but I want you to know God's making a way. You may not see it yet, but he's making a way. God's healing somebody's mother right now. Y'all just, (laughs) sometimes our minds are so small, we don't understand what God's already doing as you offer God your heart i want you to get ready god's going to move through you he's about to impact your entire family tree god's about to do something whoo, that we can't comprehend yet but this will be a day that's be that's going to be remembered in the heavens imagine if today was the reason your great 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 grandkid get saved imagine that Did you know that God is not in time? Did you know that God created time in the book of Genesis? God created time. He's not bound by his own creation. He's out of time. So imagine if this morning, as you offer your heart to him, as you give him everything, that somewhere along your family tree, salvations just start going off. What if 30 years from now, someone is about to say yes to Jesus because of you? Some people think that's crazy and that's impossible. It's not. If you believe in Jesus, then you know it's not. Because when you start to study Jesus' bloodline, right, Ruth, you start to see all these things. They were doing things back then that affected the future. Even the Jericho thing, that gets me every time. To know that that lady, oh, I can't think of her name. The prostitute lady in in, in Jericho that helped the Israelites. Cannot think of her name right now. Yes, thank you very much. Rahab. It's crazy to think all the things that happened and led to Jesus' life because somebody along the way said yes. Listen to me. Somebody along the way said yes. And generation after generation after generation was touched because somebody said yes. David was a man that was broken, had all sorts of issues. I mean, issues after issues. Killed his best friend. You guys know the story. But he said yes. And God blessed him. This morning, I need you to say yes. I need you to offer your heart to Jesus as a living sacrifice this morning. And as you do, I want you to believe with all your hearts that God is moving. That God's going to move for your kids It doesn't matter if you don't have any right now. God's going to move for your husband, whether you have one right now or not. God's going to move for your wife, whether you have one right now or not. Faith changes things. Faith changes things. Come on, let's worship this morning. We're going to give God our hearts. If you can put the words on there. Come on, let's tell him this morning. Oh, 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 oh. Yes,
1: God. You can have my heart. You can have my heart. Oh. Come on,
6: tell him this morning. Oh,
1: oh, oh, oh. tell them you can have my heart. You can have my heart. Right now. You can, you can have God. my heart. Come
6: on, church. Tell them yes for real this
1: morning. Oh oh, 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 You can have my heart. You can have my heart. Yes, yeah, God. Oh, 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 Lord, we give you our you heart. You can have my
6: heart. We surrender our heart withhold nothing from
1: my you, Lord. My heart is yours forever. Yes. yes. Lord. My heart is yours
6: forever. Come on, just give him your heart this morning.
1: My heart is yours forever.
6: Just tell him this morning. Come on, tell him.
1: My mind is yours forever. Lord, you can have my heart forever, forever Lord. You can my have my heart. emotions Yours forever. Oh, you can have my heart. You can have him, my heart. It is yours. Oh oh, oh. 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 See God is a gentleman. You can have my heart. Yes. God. You can have my heart. See God is a gentleman.
6: He'll never come and take your heart.
1: You gotta give it to him. Come on, somebody in here say you got it. Come on. You got it if you want my heart. You got it. Come on, church. You got it. You got it if you want my heart. Tell them this morning. You got it. You got it. You got it if you want my heart. Come on, tell them. Come on, church. You got it. You got it if you want. my Everything. you got, I give you everything you got it. If you want my heart, you got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. If you want my yes, you got Tell it. Them yes you got it. If you want. My
6: God, this morning we just thank you.
1: May His favor be upon you and a thousand generations for your family and Saint Cords and their children and their children. What he was saying, yes. this follows. Yes. Go before you and behind you and beside yes. you, all around you. Come on, believe and that this morning you he is with you he yes. is with you in the morning in the evening yes. in your coming yes. and you're going in your weeping and rejoicing yes. he is for you he is for you may his favor be upon yes, you God. and a thousand generations receive for it. your family receive it this and morning. your children come on receive it this morning Come on, lift up your hand. Before you and behind you yes. and beside yes, you yes, all yes. Unrestrained, unhindered. We're running free with Jesus. Right now, God. Oh, we're running free with Holy Jesus. Oh, Holy Ghost, right now. With Jesus. Holy Spirit of oh, God, right now. We're running free oh, with God. Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit of God, right now. We're running free with Jesus. Holy Spirit of God. Unrestrained yes. and unhindered. oh, We're Holy running free Holy, with Jesus. Holy oh we're running free with jesus we're running free no restraints on our feet no restraints on our feet putting all our weight on jesus leaning hard leaning hard
6: This morning, as you get ready to go, I want you to remember that you are so loved. He loves you. He sees to the very depths of your soul, and he loves you. He sees all the little areas nobody else sees, but he loves you. This morning, my prayer is that you gave him your heart in a worship and an offering this morning. That you offered yourself. That you worshiped in spirit and in truth. Jesus said there is a time coming where you're going to have to grow up. You're going to have to grow up and get out of the religiousness mindset. You're going to have to learn how to worship in spirit and truth. You're going to have to learn how to worship in spirit and truth. I want you to know that God loves you so much, that he is for you and not against you, that he's blessing you and your families, and your families' families for generations to come. God is with you. He is your God. He is the great I am. He is who he says he is. He will never leave you or forsake you. He's with you. Amen? Come on, put your hands together. I love each and every one of you. This morning, as we get ready to go, I'm going to close us out in prayer. But before we go, I just can't tell you enough. You guys are loved. We love you. Pastor DJ loves you. Pastor Julie loves you. Yes. Go ahead, Sarah. And Sarah loves you. (laughs) I,
1: I just can't let this go. I feel like I can just sense, like, this brokenness like some of you may even be like give your heart I know it's just so broken or just maybe so just in pieces and you're like I don't even know how to give you because I don't even know where it all is it's okay like give it to him just how you are meaning you he wants you just how you are even in the brokenness even where there's pieces you don't even know where like what is that where are you he is not offended by your messiness or your brokenness. He's Amen. not turned aside by that. Just whatever it looks like. Just give it to him. He's the only one who can piece it all back together and make you whole and heal your heart. He sees you right now. He sees and he knows and he cares. So just give it to him and you will be made whole.
6: Amen. I love this church family. I love that we trust each other. I love that I'm not the only one that hears from God. I absolutely love that. I don't want to be. Thank you, Sarah. That was awesome. If You guys will close your eyes. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. Thank you for another day of life. God, you're so good to us. And you love us, Father. And your word says if you wouldn't withhold, if some, one of us wouldn't withhold something good from our, for our children, how much more you, God? So this morning, God, I thank you for the blessing that you've poured on them. God, I thank you for the favor that you've laid on them, God. God, I send them, Lord, in your peace, God, in your love, God, in your boldness, God, I send them, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, be with them throughout the week. Give them strength, fill them up. Bless them, God, in ways they never imagined, God. Give them favor, God. Open their eyes to the